Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Unsung Stories. Today we are joined by Helen and we chat through the ideal Christian woman. Don't we all have this picture built up in our mind of what she looks like? Whether it's the older grandma who's just done this beautiful job in raising kids that love Jesus and now grandkids and you know, bakes pie and serves at church and sprouts Bible wherever she goes. Or the mum in, you know, the thick of having kids, but she's just so calm and grounded and she's serving and running ministries and has these amazing Bible times and kids who love Jesus and her husband's happy and she's just in this glorious state with the Lord. And I think we all have this ideal and look at ourselves and go, wow. I am not her. And there's grief in that. So we chat about her today. We chat about what Jesus actually calls us to. And Helen is so beautiful in sharing her thoughts and perspectives with us. Uh, there's a book that I think you guys would love. It's called Unsuper Mummy by Maggie Combs. So it's all about, I guess, thinking through what our expectations should actually be and highlights how our imperfections are actually opportunities to rely on God and really humble ourselves before him and allow him to carry us and really highlights that imperfections are kind of a good thing, that God isn't looking for perfection. He's not calling us to be this amazing super mummy but that he's calling us to rely and depend on him. Uh, It's just a little book. Each chapter is about a blog post length. I highly recommend it. Usually I'd recommend Reformers Bookshop. They have 15% off for our listeners using the code UNSUNG. That's 15% off any full-priced item. Uh, But I don't think they stock this book. So Booko, B-O-O-K-O.com.au is a great website. Put the book in and it'll tell you the cheapest place that you can get it. But let's jump into today's show with Helen. Hello, Helen, and welcome to Unsung Stories. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Laura. My pleasure. Just so that our listeners can get to know you a bit more, could you tell us about you and your family and just what everyday life looks like for you? Yeah, I'm married to Chris, who is a pastor at our local church in the Hawkesbury in Sydney, and to a sweet and sassy three-year-old girl, <laughs> and a very energetic and passionate one-year-old boy. Yeah. And so I normally spend my weeks doing church and ministry stuff, supporting my husband, and then maybe a couple of playdates or catching up with people. But apart from that, I'm a bit of an introvert and a homebody, so my hands feel full with two little people, so I like to keep my weeks relatively simple. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been a mum for a few years now. How's that adjustment? It's an adjustment becoming a mum, adjusting to becoming a mum of two. How's that all been for you? Very humbling um, (laughs) and really wonderful at the same time. Our kids are such a joy and a blessing. But I think I've come to realise that God is doing most of the growing and maturing and disciplining in me Mm. as a parent. I think 
like most parents, I had a really idealistic picture of motherhood before kids came along and the reality can be a bit of a shock. But Mm. I'm so much more aware of my sinfulness than ever before, but it's brought me into such a deeper and more real relationship with Jesus. So I need to trust him more than ever before with our precious children. And in particular, I think a big part of that shock, though, was realizing how much it affected my capacity. So just trying to do and be all the things that I thought I should be doing as a Christian woman just aren't actually realistic for me. And I've come to realize I don't think that's what faithfulness actually looks like either. So a lot of adjusting my expectations. Mm, That's awesome. I think you are not alone in that that realization that we are not doing everything that we thought we would be doing or should be doing. And I I think we all have that picture of what that godly mum, or for you, I think you might even have this added pressure of being a pastor's wife, Mm. um, just what that looks like. So let's chat through that ideal Christian woman. How do you see her? Oh, so many things. (laughs) I think there's so much pressure and expectations from so many different places now on social media especially Mm. like just having lots of play dates and catch-ups with both Christians and non-Christians doing really amazing insta-worthy activities with my kids as well as them doing like a sport or something as well Mm. making healthy and delicious meals being able to work outside of the home and have a beautiful clean house and be fit and look nice, have your life <laughs> together, and be godly. And, and, and that's just the stuff in our home. I think I as, a, as Christians, we're like, and we need to be serving in ministry and we need yeah. to be making sure we're dropping meals off to every sick person or who's had a baby and our kids need to be reciting chapters of the Bible by four and we need to be babysitting other people's kids and just the list goes on of what this woman should look like. Totally. Yeah. And as a pastor's wife as well, I feel like I should be doing those things that you're talking about, like ministries and cooking meals for people who need it and being like maybe being on a committee, being present in my husband's ministries where appropriate and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And yeah, you're right. When you put it all together like that, it's just so obviously a ridiculous amount of pressure, but Mm. they're all things I've genuinely felt guilty about at various times. And I just want to say, obviously, none of those things are bad things. Mm. They can all be really good things and often come from a place of genuinely wanting to love people. And they are ways that we can really faithfully love our families and serve and glorify God. But I think it's so easy for at least my priorities to get mixed up and our deeper heart motivations to come from a place of pride or lack of trust or something else like Mm. that. Totally agree. So I think you've done what all of us do and built this picture of what motherhood should look like or even specifically Christian motherhood. Would you mind fleshing out what was coming up for you when you noticed that you weren't actually able to be her? Initially, a lot of guilt. It seemed like everyone else could achieve so much more than I could and I felt really inadequate. But digging deeper and thankfully I've had a really amazing mentor to guide and help me on this journey for the last few years, among others, I came to realize that those expectations and pressure were primarily coming from a place of wanting to achieve things and please others and keep up with worldly standards rather than pleasing God. So I especially struggle with whether or not to return to work after our second baby as I had done after our first. But when I searched my heart, I knew that for me, it was more about 
meeting what I perceived were other people's expectations or standards and being more financially comfortable than anything else. Mm. So obviously that's really different for every family and there are really good reasons for some people to go back to work or maybe a need to go back to work, but I knew that that just wasn't the case for me, so I had to lay that down and that was humbling, but it was also a real relief when I made mm. that decision. Mm. Mm. That's really that's really helpful. So we've got this picture of what we're wanting motherhood to look like. What have you been learning about what God's idea of motherhood should look like? Like what does he want for us? Yeah, I think remembering that even before my role as a wife or mum or anything else, I'm firstly God's child, his beloved daughter. And it's an amazing privilege to be a parent now and experience some of that relationship for yourself in a whole new way. He loves me more deeply than I can fathom, all of me, and most of all, he wants me to enjoy and treasure. And life is hard, but he isn't pleased by me choosing the harder path because it looks more impressive or achieves more. He wants my heart and for me to please him above anything else, not the world. He wants me to have biblical priorities and biblical perspectives rather than worldly ones. So knowing that I don't have to scramble to try and achieve all of those godly woman ideals or standards that I might have in my head is so freeing. While I would love to make meals for all of those people um, who are struggling, just spending time praying for them while I'm feeding my baby or doing jobs around the house can be just as loving and pleasing to God. Mm. So not trying to do all the good things but choosing what is best. Mm. There's um, this really great Colin Buchanan song. Yeah, about I was just Mary thinking Martha. that as you said that. <laughs> yeah, it sums it up so well. I love this song. It says, Martha chose the good, but Mary chose the best. There's the good and there's the best. Live by faith, take the test. Pray for help when you're stressed. Leave the good, choose the best. And I think that just sums it up so helpfully for me. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> okay, good old Colin. Get lots, yeah. of my, lots of my Bible education through him lately, actually. Totally. <laughs> So what have you been doing with this tension that you're now living in? How are you trying to shift your heart to God's call for us rather than our ideal? Because I imagine that's easier said than done. Yeah, definitely. I say this quote from a lady called Glenna Marshall, which says, if you wait for a convenient time to read your Bible and pray, you'll miss years of growth and intimacy with Christ. Opening your Bible to know God will never be convenient and your life will never sufficiently slow down for you to find the time. Rather than squeezing it in where you can, consider building your life and structuring your days around intentional study of scripture. And I think that's so true. So for me to do all of this, especially in a season where my hands are full with little people, I have to make a real effort to slow down and say no to lots of good things. Mm. So firstly, creating space in my week so that I can worship God and grow in my love and knowledge and likeness of him. Because if I don't actively prioritize that then I'm so much more likely to get swept up in the ways and cares of the world so just knowing my capacity and setting my priorities so church and bible study are basically non-negotiables in our week unless someone is sick and I try and make it a real effort to go to our church play group each week which is also an outreach ministry even though I don't have the capacity to serve on that team at the moment though I would love to that's really helpful yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's just, I love that you recognize your limit, that you don't have capacity yeah. to serve on the team, but you're still serving by going. 
Yeah. It's so helpful to recognize that. That just showing up is a really helpful part of the mission ministry. We love it. I think it's great for my kids. And I think that's a way that I can meet up with non-Christian mums yeah. and Christian mums at the same time. And yeah, it's Because the be, people yeah. serving need good Christians, particularly if that's an yeah. outreach thing as well. They can't just do yeah. it all on their own. They need you there to be serving alongside them, even if it's not in that formal capacity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then I think just planning to have a day or two a week where I don't put anything extra on in my calendar so that hopefully I can try and use some good nap time to go a bit deeper in my quiet time. I say that with inverted commas because it's really actually quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and just having that space to be a bit more present with God and my family throughout the day. Mm. And then, yeah, other things just fit around that. I just know that if I'm constantly running around from one thing to the to the next I get stressed and frazzled and more tired and it does not help me to be more godly Mm. so my weeks usually feel very mundane and unimpressive but Mm. I know that when there's space in my week I'm usually much more likely to be walking with the Lord and growing in him and stopping to enjoy his goodness which is what he wants just as well as that like I found reading Christian books has been a huge encouragement and help for me to grow spiritually. So even though we're pretty much always tired, <laughs> my husband and I try to make time for that and prioritise that over watching TV or scrolling on our phones. And obviously alongside Bible reading and prayer, I think that's been a big part of what's helped me reevaluate what faithfulness actually looks like for me and what is really pleasing to God. Yeah. So that's the goal, but it's definitely not what it looks like in reality <laughs> every day. I'm not having these amazing mega quiet times. I constantly fail and fall short in so many ways. But I just know that when I actively slow down my life and prioritize my time with God, I'm much more anchored in Him and reflective on my life and able to come back to Him quicker when I need to. Yeah, I love hearing that. Oh, what Christian books do you like reading? Do you have any recommendations for someone who's like, I don't really do that. I might want to start. Yeah. Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland is Mm. so good. The subtitle of it, it is the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. And it's no matter what stage you're at. Yeah. I just think it's refreshing Mm. and just helps you remember who Jesus actually is, Mm. not the picture that we can often build up in our head. Yeah. Have you read Um, it? I'm probably three quarters of the way through. I've actually been listening to it as an audio book and the person who's speaking just has this beautiful, smooth and calm voice (laughs) that goes with it. So it's a good one to listen to as well. And maybe not the best to listen to as you're being busy, but if you are just so tired that at the end of the day, you really can't read a book. We're all in those stages at times, but to... Just even put the book on and just listen to a chapter. It's just, oh, it's a a good one. Yeah, and they're pretty achievable chapters. They're not too huge. Yeah, for sure. What other books would you recommend? So A Praying Life by Paul E. Miller. That one just really helped transform my understanding of prayer and, again, God's heart. And, yeah, that it doesn't have to be fancy prayers, but it's just talking to God like we would talk to someone else. Um, So that was really helpful for my prayer life. And then two that I've recently read, so I'm just starting to think about, and I don't know heaps about these authors Mm. yet, so this is not like a full recommendation on their whole life or anything. But 
they've been really helpful in kind of what I've been thinking about is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter Scazzaro, just in terms of not going at the world's pace but slowing down and going at God's pace. And Yeah, yeah that sounds great. I've not heard of them. I'm, I love reading books, yeah. so I'll add them to my list. Yeah. And sorry, one more I thought of, mm. Family Discipleship by Matt Chandler and Adam Griffin. It's different mm. in that it's more of a resource, yeah. but that, I mean, that my husband and I have found really helpful in thinking mm. through how we disciple our kids. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Reformers Bookshop's one of my favourite bookshops, and they sent me that book last year, and it was so good. It was a bit of a kick up the bum, but in not like a shaming way. I really yeah. appreciated it. Yeah. Oh, and. I use that reformers discount code all the time. Oh, that's good. Our listeners can get 15% off with the code unsung. They're a really yeah. good bookshop. They're really lovely too. I know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So as you've thought about all of this stuff, what do you reckon as a Christian mum today we actually need to be reminding ourselves of? Yeah, I think God loves you even in all of your weakness and brokenness. He just wants you to come to him. Mm. I was listening to a Dane Ortland talk the other day and he was basically saying if you don't know Jesus Christ as supremely gentle and lowly we don't know him at all and he's the most accessible approachable person in the universe and the one way he describes his heart in the bible is gentle and lowly Mm. so yeah when we really taste and see his goodness we just can't get enough of it and Mm. everything the world has to offer just pales in comparison when we truly understand his heart and his love for us, we can experience so much freedom and joy that worldly standards lose their grip on us. And of course, we're living in a fallen world and we are constantly bombarded with messages that are contrary to this. So we just mm. have to constantly keep pump coming back to Jesus and filling ourselves up on him. Mm. Yeah, so it will look really different for every mum, especially in different seasons. The goal isn't to have this really amazing regular deep quiet time or anything like that but just to know God more each day to come to him to enjoy him and lean upon him for his yoke is easy and his burden is light Mm, that's beautiful Mm. I like that you said to enjoy him I think so often we get so wrapped up in serving him or knowing him or all the things really that we can do but to enjoy him and how that joy actually speaks volumes to the people who are observing our life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm a very Martha person by (laughs) nature. And so it's, yeah, that's been a big lesson for me and it's um, hard to stop and slow down, but Mm. it just, the more I learn about God and the more I see in his word, that's what he wants is my heart and to enjoy his goodness. So how would you encourage the Christian mum who just feels like she's falling short of the standard that she's either putting herself or that's the culture in her church or that she's just got this perception of who she needs to be? What would you remind her of? Mm, I think just do away with that standard and start completely afresh by going back to the Bible and understanding what God's standard for your life is and focus on that pray that God would reveal more and more of himself to you. And then two Bible verses, which I think I hold very closely in motherhood. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, which says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And also Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So that's the way that we can be the best mom and wife and friend and Christian and whatever else we are is by seeking God first. Helen, thank you so much for coming on today's show and sharing your your thoughts and your experience with us. Would you mind wrapping up today's show by praying for the mums who are listening? Heavenly Father, you are our ultimate good and you are everything that we need. Thank you that you love us and you long for us to come to you in all of our brokenness and mess. Thank you that you are faithful and true. You are our strength and solid rock. You are our joy and our hope, even in the darkest valley. Thank you for the gift of salvation through Jesus and for the Holy Spirit to help and to guide us. Thank you for this gift of motherhood. And Lord, please help us as we raise these precious ones. Help us to cling to you and to seek you above everything else. Help us to show our kids how good you are and bring us to our knees in prayer and help us to see more of your beauty and your glory in each day. Amen.